Hello and welcome to another episode of Top Cheese and Home Rares Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Hartzell, and with me is always Carter Slingerland. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing good today. Super Bowl coming up in a couple of days. Um, NBA trade deadline less than 24 hours away. We, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Yeah, starting off, as you said, the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh, 49ers, they are 2.5-point favorites for um, the Super Bowl. What do you feel about that odd? Um, I think it's fair. I mean, obviously, I think the Niners' defense has really struggled in the playoffs, especially in that game against the Lions in the first half. Uh, we're, they were down 17 points, and we thought it was going to be a Lions-Chiefs Super Bowl. But obviously, defense stepped up when it mattered most, and Brock Purdy playing like he's he's done this before, which he really hasn't. His second conference championship appearance, obviously, his first one didn't go so well. He tore his UCL against that um, that strong Eagles defense and did not throw another pass, obviously. But um, Brock Purdy, I think if he can play as well as he did against the Lions, I think the Niners, uh, they have a good chance. But I really think this game hinges on how well the Niners' defense plays. If I, I think if they can contain Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and their little bromance, um, I think it, I think the Niners are going to win this game. But if Patrick Mahomes can still get the ball to his bromy, uh, Travis Kelsey, then I think it's going to be a Chiefs victory. But we'll see. I think it will be a good game. Yeah, I mean that that's that was really tough for the Forty ers going down seventeen, but they they um overcame it. So I think it'll be an interesting game. But I think. Right off the bat, I'm going to tell you now, I think the Chiefs will win. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Sadly, I think I have to agree. I think Patrick Mahomes is just too good in the playoffs and the refs and Taylor Swift on his side. It's hard It's hard not It's hard not to win. So I think it will be a great game, but I think it's going to be a Chiefs victory, and I'm not going to be very happy the next day. Yeah, Chiefs looking for that back-to-back Super Bowl win, and – as it seems, they might get it. Um, so one of those key factors has been Rasheed Rice, uh, rookie wide receiver. He has been unstoppable when he's on his game with uh, 938 yards and 40, uh, 79 receptions. I mean, the guy. I mean, the guy has really stepped up for a rookie. That team just when they uh, trade away Tyreek Hill, you know, you kind of have a gap there at wide receiver, and he's really stepped up for uh, them. So, what do you feel about Rashid Rice? I mean, Rashid Rice, my apologies. I think this year overall, I think I think the Chiefs wide receivers have hurt the team more than they've helped the team. Obviously, Marquez Valdez-Scantling's really been, he's really had some big catches over the stretch. I mean, obviously, as you say, Rashid Rice has really been the number one receiver and Travis Kelsey, number one guy. And then, uh, I mean... I think another big thing for the Niners defense is that Kadarius Tony is going to be back. I mean, remember Kadarius Tony in Super Bowl last year set the record for the longest punt return in Super Bowl history, 64 yards. Almost took it to the house, but he didn't. But I think it's really going to depend on whether the Chiefs wide receivers can actually catch the ball. And um, we'll see how much Ra- Ra- Rasheed Rice can get open and... What Patrick, what Patrick Mahomes is working with in the in the passing game, because that Chiefs 
That Chiefs offense is really about the passing game. They have a great running back in Isaiah Pacheco, but they're they have a their defining part of their offense is definitely their passing game. I think if Patrick Mahomes isn't able to sling the rock around the field, and I think it's going to be tough for the Chiefs. For sure, definitely one of the key factors. Like you said, Isaiah Pacheco hasn't been big, but he has come up clutch. But it seems like he won't be coming up clutch as he has an ankle-to-toe injury and had a limited participation in practice. He is questionable, so there is a chance. There is a chance, but it's not likely. Um, He really has been a great uh, halfback for them, and he's really just been a solid, you know, three, four yards. Yeah, I'd say. So another thing I feel like that has really motivated me for a Chiefs win here is the 49ers defense. They they haven't looked all too well. I think you mentioned it. I think they I mean they have a lot of skill, but they just haven't been able to use it, I suppose is uh what I'm trying to say here. Uh, I mean they they got a lot of work to do and I feel like if they they play well, maybe they have a, the 49ers have a chance, but I don't know. What do you feel about the uh 49ers defense? I mean, I think I mean, all regular season they're really good at getting to a quarterback. And so far this playoffs, they just really haven't been able to do it as well. I mean, they forced plenty of interceptions. They forced two against the Packers. And they made Jared Goff look like his 2020 version once again in the NFC Championship in the second half. In the first half, he looked like a demigod. But we'll see what the Niners can do on both sides of the ball. Obviously, also, how Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey plays is gonna be very important too. And the Chiefs de- and the and also, what can the Chiefs defense do? Because they've really been, I in my opinion, they've been one of the most underrated defensive units in the NFL. Second best, in my opinion, in the league this year. Um, they haven't given up more than twenty five points in a playoff game this season. Um, I think a part of that's also I think a part of that's been the leadership of Chris Jones, uh veteran D lineman. He's really played great. Um and Legarius Sneed and Trent McDuffie have been very underrated. They've been underrated this year. Um Yeah, I think I think whoever plays better defensively is gonna be is gonna win the Lombardi Trophy on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that Chiefs team has had has has definitely been great. I think that I agree with you. They're probably second only, uh, worse than actually. I think they're probably third. I think they're behind the Forty ers Baltimore, and then them. Um, but one thing is, I got another question. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl MVP? Oh, I think it definitely depends on who wins the game. Um, if the Chiefs win the game, I'm gonna say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what what really can you say? They ride Patrick Mahomes like a horse, and but he's a frog. Really, he talks like a frog. And then for Niners, I think it'll be Christian McCaffrey or Brock Purdy. I mean, you can't really predict the Super Bowl MVP for the Niners because they just have so many weapons. They have Brock Purdy. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, 
I mean, even Jawan Jennings could be productive. I mean, you also have to think how much talent there is on the defensive side of the ball. And there hasn't been many, but there's a chance that a defensive player could win Super Bowl MVP this year. Just how much talent there is for both teams. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but I think for me, if this, the the Chiefs win, I think it's definitely going to be Travis Kelsey. Um, just because he's putting up, he's he has been putting up so many numbers. And then for 49ers, I think it's Christian McCaffrey. He's really changed that team. I mean, just really finishes out the, the dynamic um, team that they have there in 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 uh, San Francisco. So, moving right along, we're going straight into the NHL. We had an amazing game to watch as the Golden Knights took on the Oilers. Uh, big, big game. Um, the Knights took the game 3-1. What do you feel about that? That kind of an upset here. I mean, I think it's a big win for the Knights. Uh, gives them a big morale boost as we head into the final stretch of the regular season here. Um, the Oilers, they've looked unstoppable the past I mean, before the All Star break, they looked like they were they looked like they were legit championship contenders. I'm and then I mean it's one loss, but also a big one for the Knights. And this game could really really affect on what happens in that Pacific Division. For sure, and we'll get to the Pacific a little bit later here. But this does end the Oilers' sixteen game win streak. Uh, they just needed. This win, and they would have tied the um, Penguins team. Uh, but I think I, I agree. I like it. I I didn't want them to the break the record, anyways. What do you feel about them just falling a little short of that record? I mean, I personally could have. I personally was kind of ruining them for them to beat the record because it's the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins. As a Rangers fan, you you have to hate the Penguins for all they've done against the Rangers, especially Sidney Crosby and Malkin. Um, I mean it's I mean it's sad and happy at the same time because Golden Knights won the new franchises in the NHL, seeing them get a win, a big one, breaking what could have been a record-breaking streak, and for the Oilers, just coming up just short. Connor McDavid has played amazing over that winning streak. And um, just sad to see um, the streak break. Kind of happy at the same time. We'll see what the Oilers can do after, and we'll see if they can win that Pacific Division. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. I feel like the Oilers have not only been carried by Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, but they've also had a well-rounded team. But that last night, uh, we saw the two I know for the Oilers, then that's how they they got their only goal between Drysdale and Connor McDavid, and they really I have to say they really complement each other. Um, I think that's something that the team has really worked on is that chemistry chem, chemistry between the two the uh, two great stars. So speaking of the Pacific, it's a hot. It's a it's a hot race here. Uh, Canucks leading it with the Golden Knights and Oilers just barely trailing tra- trailing um, the Canucks. What do you feel about this race? Um, 
So right now, the Canucks are in the division lead by six points, seven points. Um, it's a, it's a good lead to have, especially with only about 30 games left in the regular season. Um, I think if the Canucks, um, they've won back-to-back games, if they if they can uh, play like they have been playing and the Knights um, be a little inconsistent, I think this is the Canucks. But you also have to factor in the Oilers. I mean, they just came off that 16-game win streak broken and I, they're going to be they're going to be hungry for some more wins and I think it could go anyway um but right now I think the Canucks have probably at the best odds in my opinion to win the Pacific Division yeah I, I think the Canucks are definitely an amazing team great roster but I, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Golden Knights I mean that they're they're pretty hot right now. Um, I mean they're still in second, but there's 30 games, around 30 games, so that's plenty of time to win six more than the Canucks. So I believe that they they're gonna do it. I think the Oilers. I don't think they're gonna pass the Canucks. They have just been an excellent team, fun team to watch, but I just don't think they can you know, secure that, that first place spot. So one thing that also kind of, um, kind of a reason that I, I think the Golden Knights are gonna make it into first is William Carlson. He's back from injury. I I think he's an important part. What do you feel about him coming back from injury? I mean, this is a big player for the Golden Knights. Um, obviously he showed it by being a big part of that, uh, Golden Knights win. And I think if he can play well and that Golden Knights team can keep playing the way they've been playing all season, I think the Golden Knights could be very dangerous. And I think the Canucks, they really got to hang on here. I think they should be concerned. Also, at the same time, don't get too scared or else the pressure's going to get to you. And um, before you know it, that division's not going to be in your hands anymore. Yeah, I think... I I think it'll it'll be tight. It'll it'll definitely be a tight race. Um, moving to the Metropolitan Division, and the Hurricanes have really come back. Um, not again, not dethroning the Rangers. Uh, pretty close too, but um, they've come back from what I think it was like second to last place. They've really come back. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the year, I think they're a really strong team, very depth. What do you feel about that? Um, they've played really well over the stretch, um, as they are 6-3-1 over their last 10 games. Um, Rangers have won their last two, 5-4-1 their last 10 games. I think the Rangers have been struggling a little bit over the stretch. I mean, I still think they've kept, they've, they've still been playing well, but not as, they're not as hot as they were at the start of the season. I still think the Rangers are going to win the division when it's all said and done. But watch out for the Hurricanes. And also, you could watch out for the Flyers. I think they're very underrated. Um, I mean, obviously, they've 5-5 five, five and five in their past 10. They're not playing as well. But I think they could be da- dangerous over the stretch. And you could you might be able to see them get a playoff spot here this season. Yeah, I don't believe you're wrong. I think they're definitely one of the more underrated teams. Uh you know, haven't been that great the past few years, but I mean, 
it, it'll be uh, all right. Moving along to the Central, we have tight race between two teams, the Avalanche and the Dallas Stars. They're tied for that Central Division lead. Who do you think is going to win that? I know we've talked about this, this, but as it kind of comes down to the line, what, who do you think's really got the edge? I mean, the Stars are playing really well. Um, they've won their last four, and the Avalanche have lost their past two. Um, it's a tight race, but technically the Stars are in first place. Um, I think the Avalanche are going to be the winners here when it's when the season's finished. I just feel like the Avalanche are, are a better all-around team, and plus they have their MVP candidate and Nathan McKinnon. Um, I think if he can play as well as he's been playing lately, lately it's going to be tough for the Stars to keep up with the Avalanche's pace. Yeah, I disagree. I think Dallas will win. I mean, I, I don't have much to say. I mean, the team is just a- amazing. Jason Robertson is a great, great player. Um, I love his play style. Rupe Hintz is an excellent player. I mean, I just don't see – I mean, when when Kadri was on the team, maybe I would say yes, but right now I, I just don't feel like – I mean, yes, definitely – Nathan McKinnon is a great player. I, no offense to him or the team, but I just think that the Dallas Stars are just so much better. I, I also think that the Avalanche—they're just—they're—they're they're a good team, but I think that goaltending, goaltending-wise, Georgiev is probably the better goalie. Uh, I mean, just overall, but I still think that the Dallas Stars are going to win this one and take take the um, the Central. Now, one thing for the NFL is that the coaching, um, a huge, huge part of this matchup is coaching between Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan. Do you think Andy Reid, if he wins this, this Super Bowl, he will become a Hall of Fame or just like automatically? I mean, personally, I think he is already a Hall of Fame coach. But I think if you add the Super Bowl to his resume, I think it definitely guarantees it, if not already. Do you think, uh, follow-up question, do you think he has uh, potential, if he continues with the Chiefs, to be anywhere close to Bill Belichick? Or is he just on another level? Um, Depends. I think it depends on what he can do, because I'm not sure that he has the most amount of time left. Um, Definitely, he's... Definitely coming back next year as it's been confirmed by himself. Um, I think that uh, I don't think, because remember, Bill Belichick only had success with Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid only had success with Patrick Mahomes. Um, so really, I think I don't think Andy Reid's going to catch Bill Belichick, but I think he could win. It'd be, I think he could win at least one more Super Bowl because I think the Chiefs are definitely they're definitely the best that they're going to be for a while right now. Yeah, I definitely think that that he he, he I think he's already etched his name in the Hall of Fame uh, conversation, and he's just such a great coach. He's really um, helped that team get to where it is. Um, I think drafting hasn't been a like a top tier. Uh, thing uh, attribute for him, but I, I mean I think he's he's great play uh, coach. I think he really built this team. And what do you think about Kyle Shanahan though? Do you think he, if he wins this, 
maybe he kind of joins that Hall of Fame question group. Not yet. I think if he wins the Super Bowl, I think he's going to need to win at least one more. In my opinion, to be a Hall of Fame coach, I think you need to have at least two Super Bowls and a bunch of success. Kyle Shanahan, I don't think he's been coaching for too long, but when he's coaching, he's definitely had a lot of success with the 49ers. Just hasn't won the big game yet, and I think this year is going to be his best opportunity in a while. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. I think this this is one of his uh, uh, final chances to get one as uh, Fred Warner is getting old, you know. Father time is um, kind of dawning upon that team. Uh, of course, Brock Purdy is not that old, um, but I think some of your defense and just overall veterans are kind of slowing down here. Uh, no offense to them. Um, so moving on, Carter, you have a little bit about basketball for us. So this is new on the podcast, but you have some basketball uh, as the trade deadline kind of reaches upon us what are you what are you gonna let's start it off here um so uh not as much trade deadline as not as much trade deadline stuff as you you'd hope but there still has been some decent moves um a couple moves today so first up we have grizzlies big man xavier tillman going to the boston celtics for two second round picks um, I think this is a good trade for the Celtics. I think it gets them some more depth, depth at the power forward and big man at and the center um, positions. And um, I think the Celtics, if not, they're they are already uh, one of the top contenders in the NBA for that NBA Finals. Um, I think this. I mean, this is another great trade by Celtics GM Brad Stevens. Um, I think he's he's made some amazing trades ever since he took that GM role. Um, he went from the from the head coach position to the GM position. Um, I think this is, um, this is good for the Celtics, and um, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. Let's see if they can do anything else. I think, I think the Celtics roster is perfect just the way it is. But um, you never know. Um, and then next trade involving the Detroit Pistons, they could definitely use some help. Um, as they get they get Simone Fondacito from the Utah Jazz for um, as they will get the pist the Pistons are and then the Pistons made another move. Trade Monte Morris to the Timberwolves for Shake Milton, Troy Brown, and twenty thirty second round pick. So I think this this is good. And then for Fonacheco, Fonacheo, they will be sending Kevin Knox a twenty twenty four pick from the Wizards, and draft rights to to twenty twenty two second round pick Gabrielle Procida. Um, Pistons they do get some shooting as. Simone is shooting almost forty percent from the three point from beyond the arc, and Shake Milton, he's decent guard. He's proved that he can um, play as he spent a decent couple years with the Sixers before sending being sent to the Timberwolves, and also getting some defensive help with Troy Brown. Um, so I think 
I think the Pistons, they definitely get better, but I think they're still, they're still going to be garbage for the rest of the year. I mean, that's what happens when you lose 20, 28 straight games, or how many, how many ever games they lost. Too much, too many to count. But that's really all for the trade deadline today. Um, the last day is tomorrow. It's 3 p.m. tomorrow. We'll see if anything else happens before that. Yes. So we're going to wrap this up. You have the trivia. Um, hit me. Yeah. All right. So Derek Rose, the youngest MVP in NFL his- M- NBA history, was the first overall pick by the Bulls in the 2008 NBA draft. He played one season in college at which university? It's multiple choice. He played at Indiana University, University of Memphis, University of Illinois, or the University of Tennessee. And Christian, why don't you tell them where they can answer and hopefully maybe get a shout out. So, as you guys know, if you have been listening, you can get that answer down in the Tapatock link down in the show notes, and it's really easy. All you have to do is set up an account. No pay. You don't have to pay anything. There's no nothing. But if you do want that shout-out, if you get it right, you're the first one to get it right, you will get a shout-out in the next episode, so next week. So go check that out. Um, thank you uh, for joining us, uh, Carter. No problem. Go Niners. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you all for listening to Top Cheese and Hail Mary's podcast.